You're listening to the Christian Indie Artists and Songwriters Podcast, the place where faith, music, and life intersect. We exist to help Christian indie artists and songwriters just like you get songs heard. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Christian Indie Artists and Songwriters Podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and on today's episode, we're going to talk about how to record better from home. Before we jump into that, I just want to say, I don't know what your week's been like, but it's been a week for us here, and there's probably going to be some content developed around this, but earlier this week, my Facebook account got hacked, and it was not fun. And how did it happen? Well, it's because I decided to click a link in my email to go to my Facebook. The email said it was from... Facebook for business, which I get those emails all the time because I have a business profile and all that stuff. And I never, ever, ever click those emails until Monday. And I did. So basically what it did is it took me into my Facebook. I've been getting this message for a couple months now. And it said like your business profile can't be used to its fullest potential, whatever it was, but you have to go in and do a two-factor authentication in order for it to be secured. So I just not thinking, just click through and did it. And basically the hacker was really smart because you click the link and you go into your actual Facebook. I was in my Facebook. I set up a two-factor authentication through my Facebook, sent myself the code through text and everything. But the problem is, is that once I went through that link through the email, then I was tracked and then they switched the number to where all of the six-digit codes were being sent to their device or whatever. So it took us four days to finally get it back. My wife, Susie, is a rock star, and she was the one who was determined to get it back, and she did. So if you've ever had any hacking issues or anything like that, feel free to send me a message. Go to brianballfermusic.com and let me know, or comment below if you're watching here on YouTube, what happened to you if you made it through, and just... Is tough. It felt really draining and really sad because I've I, I created my Facebook account I think in two thousand eight or nine. It's been a long time. So there's a lot of memories. All of my kids being born and growing up, and so many music posts and all the things that you know. Life, your your life. You don't realize how much social media represents what you do. Your highlight reel for years and years and years. And then you realize if it could be gone, then you know you could lose that. The one thing that I made sure of, though, is that no matter what, because my wife Susie also is an, an admin on the CIS Facebook group, even if my account got deleted or compromised because she was still in there, it would have been safe, and then I would have just had her add me in as another account. So all of that to say, the account is safe thanks to Susie and thanks to praying a lot. And it may seem silly. I don't know if it sounds like whiny or whatever that you know we were freaked out about our Facebook account being deleted. But one of the main pieces of our business is our production company. We do that primarily through remote production. So social media is a huge tool for us to stay in contact with people and find new people. So to lose the Facebook side you know, would have been a pretty legitimate rebuild. But we got through, we made it, and now we are able to post and everything is normal again. So that was a total sidebar, but I just felt like sharing that with you because that's how our week started and all these other things have happened along the way. So some weeks try to get the best of you, but it's Thursday now, the time of this recording. That's why I'm recording this so late in the week. Usually I do this much early in the week, but because of everything going on, it took me a little bit extra time. So with all that aside... I'm glad you're here. Thanks for tuning in. And on today's episode, I wanted to talk through five tips on how you can be recording the best music you can from your home studio. And this this isn't going to be necessarily a tech a techie thing. It's more like mindset and approach and things. So fret not if you are just getting into production or you're just thinking about it or if you're way down the road. These are just things that I've learned along my 10 years of doing this that have really helped 
guide me and give me the best setup for success. So if we go way back to 2010, at this point, that is 11 years ago, which blows my mind. I got my first Apple computer and it was an iMac and it was awesome. It's funny because I used to be so anti-Apple. I don't know if there's any anti-Apple people out there that love the Windows. I was always a Windows guy. I thought Apple was what it was, but I didn't need it. But then I got an iMac and that all changed and I very quickly turned everything into Apple. So with uh, every Apple computer is GarageBand. So I started making songs in GarageBand and you know, fast forward many years, then I got Logic and then I started to demo and I've told my production story before in a past episode, but in Logic, I just started doing it more and more. And then I eventually started releasing music. And then when, that, when those songs got out there and other artists started asking me to produce their music, so I started doing that. This is all kind of while I'm working other jobs. And then eventually, about a year and a half ago, we went full-time into music production to where my main part of my week is producing music for other artists. And it's truly a blessing. And if you're listening to this, we've got to work together. Thank you. I appreciate you. I'm so excited to be a part of your journey. And I walk into this room you know, every morning and I look at the production schedule and it blows my mind how many artists I get to work with and that this is a job for for us now. So if, I work, if we work together, thank you. And if not, we're here. Always shoot us a message, brianballovermusic.com, if you want to talk about if we're a good fit for what you're doing. So with that, I picked up a few things along the way. I am not a quick learner sometimes, and I do things the wrong way for a long time just because that's how I know how to do it, and it can be frustrating. So I wanted to share five things that I've found have really freed me up to produce better, and I hope they help you on your journey as well. Okay, so point number one, we've all heard the philosophy of KISS, which is keep all simple. KISS, which is keep it simple, stupid. That seems rude to me. I don't like that. So we're going to use KISS. It's going to stand for keep it super simple. And that's the first point of this is how to create the best music in your home studio is by keeping it really simple. If you're a keys player, lay down keys first. Build your arrangement around your keys part. If you're a guitar player, lay down a guitar part first, acoustic guitar part first. And if you're a vocalist, Maybe have someone can send you a track or work on a track or start using loops in your DAW. I think so many of us are tempted to try to instantly start with all the cool, like lush reverb sounds and all the reverses and all these vocal chops and all these things that are really cool and are great texture. But if we don't have the right foundation, all those things don't really do a whole lot without that foundation. So I think keeping it super simple is really important to actually being able to build a full production. So my process typically is whenever I have someone send me a song, I will start with just building the basic, most basic chords on piano. Now, I'm no piano player. I'm working on it. Luckily, there's a transpose button here on my keyboard that can let me play everything in the key of C, which is the only key I can sort of fake it in. But with that, I build the arrangement out. That way I know where all the changes are. And this is just honestly like the most simple chords. There's nothing to it. But once we have that, once I have that, then I can start to change the sounds. I can pull out just the bass notes to create the bass part. I can build drums around it, but it all starts with that simple part. I don't start messing around with cool effects and things until the main elements of the song are there. So I think that's been a really big thing for me is keeping it super simple, starting with firm foundation and then building from there. So next thing is find your creative window. Now this is something that I have definitely not done the best job with in the long haul, but recently, especially over the past year and a half, I feel like that has been a major game changer for me, is finding that spot during the day where I am the most creative. Now for me, it's usually about 9 a.m. to noon is 
the sweet spot to where I'm fresh, I can sort of get into things and I can start to really create at a high productive level. Now, can we all work on music from 9 a.m. To, to noon? No, especially if a job or responsibilities outside of music, then it might be difficult. But I would say try to f experiment. Find what time works best for you. Like when I worked at the church, I used to do all my co-writes from about 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. or so. And that was the time I could do it, so I made the most of it. But now I hardly ever do co-writing at night just because I get tired and I don't have as much to offer. Now, with that, again, that took me a lot of time to kind of figure out that the 9 a.m. to noon spot is important. I try to stay away from like things that wear me out. Like I won't go into emails heavily. I won't dive into social media too much unless I need to. I try to keep that three-hour block open to just being creative. Primarily, I'm using that time to build tracks and work on music for artists. That way, I'm always giving my best every project. And then that's really helped me not only be creative because again, like I said, you don't have, I don't have, to, I can be creative outside of that window, but if the ideas are flowing and I'm fresh, that's the one I'm most productive and then get the most done, get the most momentum. It just feels for me to be easier. So if you don't know when your creative window is, maybe just try experimenting, maybe try different times of the day, give 15 minutes of songwriting, see if there's a particular time that maybe you feel the ideas are quicker there. Maybe it's first thing in the morning. Maybe it's late at night. You know, whenever it could be. But I think finding a creative window is really helpful to making better music. Not only just the production side, but songwriting in general. When the creative juices are flowing, you want to capitalize on that because you'll make the most of the time you have to put into it. So the next point, point number three, is give your ears a break. I don't know if you've heard the the term fresh ears, but I know for me, this is something that I kind of learned only by doing it. When I was first starting to do this, you know, six, seven, eight hours a day, by the end of the day, I would feel like literally my ears would almost be aching. And I'm like, what is that? And my ears were tired. So when you get to that point, it can be difficult to make good decisions because you're kind of fatigued, you know, just in the same way that a runner gets tired from running. You know, as we're working on music and listening, actively listening for hours on end sometimes, our ears will get tired and then it gets more difficult to make informed decisions on the best thing. So what I've learned is, well, I will say a side note, the reason I thought of this point is because the other day I had worked on six different songs in one day and that was a lot and I definitely went in the next day to make sure that things were good. And that's sort of the point is when you find yourself working on a lot of music for a long time, it's okay, and honestly, I would encourage you to come back to it the next day or even a few days, depending on the time frame you're working with, because you you lose, I know for me, I lose perspective because I'm just in that mode. I barely even hear it. I'm just, I almost feel like, like fuzzy because I'm just immersed in it for so long that I can't get a grip on reality. I mean, referencing are good for that, and we'll get that get to that in another point, but I would definitely say giving your ears a break getting fresh ears and fresh perspective is a really great way to make better songs because you kind of know what you're working with. Because I know for me, I would get caught in the moment and I was like, wow, you know, everything's good. I'm, I'm plugged in. I just want to get, you know, finish up this track or whatever I'm working on. It might've been a song of my own or whatever. But then if I come back the next day, it's going to sound probably different because I'm going to come to it maybe in the creative window with 
you know, a fresh perspective. So I would say give your ears a break, come back to the next day and watch the new things you'll hear and be able to fix things a lot faster and be more productive with your time. And I just mentioned it, but point number four is referencing. Now I would say all of these things are equal, but for me, I feel like I've noticed the biggest increase in my own production quality when I started using references. And with that, it's really hard because I remember the first one I did, last year I released a song called No Doubt, which is a song I worked on with Deb at Praiseworthy for a, I think it was for a movie pitch, and I was using Blinding Lights by The Weeknd as my reference. So this is the first time I was really digging into referencing, and I remember I pulled Blinding Lights into my session, and I, I played it back, and I was like, wow, my song sounds terrible. It sounds like a kid made it. And there's no way I will ever make my song sound as good. The kick in Blinding Lights is insane. I have no idea how they make it sound so huge, but it doesn't clip. I do not understand these things, but they're magicians and it's awesome. But I want to be able to do it myself. But with that, like that's how you get there is through referencing. So by stacking my song up to, now do I feel like I got there? Probably not. But did I get 80% of the way there when I was at 40% to start with? That's a huge increase. So doing that incrementally will definitely up your game and your production because you have something to compare it to. Because just like in the last point, when you're, your ears are tired and you're kind of floating around in this own thing, I feel like you're like detached from reality. You're not grounded anymore. Well, a reference will quickly put you in your place in the best possible way. And by doing that, I have a reference almost in every single session, depending on the song, that I'm constantly listening to, going back and forth with, to see if I'm kind of on point with the way the sound should be. Now, like, I won't go into it too deeply, but in the referencing thing, we're not doing referencing to copy. We're, I call it intentional inspiration to hear the sound, the vibe, to communicate the same feeling, but not copy anybody. But it's a great way to keep an, an eye on the prize and stay in the ballpark is by having a reference in your session because then you can so quickly and conveniently just listen to what you're going after and then get there. So referencing is a huge thing for me, I know personally that's brought my game up and I know it would do the same for you. So I would definitely say reference, use references as you're producing and mixing and mastering. And now I just said, none of these points are more important than the other, but I fibbed because the last one is the most important and it is to keep learning. You know. If you work in a field with, with a license, there's CEUs, continuing continual education, and that's because your employer wants you to keep learning to stay up to speed with all the latest and greatest technology or practices, and that's no different in production. I, I basically live on YouTube and I'm working on it, but you know I will be watching mixing or mastering or production tutorials all day long, every day. Well, some music marketing things too. And once in a while, I'll watch concerts. I've been doing that recently, and I would I would suggest to do the same. This is completely a tangent, but think about a band that you used to love that inspired you, and when you've got some time, maybe at night, go to YouTube, search out that band name, and then concert or live, find a full show, and it'll be awesome. I do this, and it gets me so inspired, and it's cool to listen back to all the things that inspired me, and I can hear those influences in what I do today. So go to YouTube and watch concerts of your favorite bands from back in the day, and it will put a smile on your face. Sidebar over. Be a learner. Go to conferences, hire coaches, buy courses, and shameless plug, that is one of the big reasons why I created our course, Logic Pro X for Artists and Songwriters, it is a step-by-step -step 
production process, my production process that I walk through the entire thing. It's five hours of video and don't let it be overwhelming because you can take it bit by bit. But I produce my song Highest Praise from very beginning to very end, the final master. And you can be sitting there hanging out with me and go through the entire process. Any questions you have about that, comment below or head over to the website, brianbolivermusic.com and let me know. Or go to brianbolivermusic.com slash logicproducts for artists and songwriters. Yes, we should have thought of a simpler title because it's a lot of words but i'll put the link below of course check it out and if you just want to get a sample of it get the record your vocals like a pro module which is the vocal module of the course which is just the vocals how i record and edit vocals in every single session that help you that's totally free and if you decide you want to get the course you can easily do that through the website so with that that's why we created the course but it's because i believe in continual education so much because without learning we stop. And I don't think anyone should ever stop learning anything or else you're not going to get any better. Because if you learn this much, there's a whole lot to go, infinite <laughs> infinite things to learn. So learning always, I feel like, is the most important thing. Because if we stop learning, all the other points in this are good, but we won't stay up to date. We won't know what we could do better. We won't know about updates to things like Logic just did an update recently, which I'm hesitant to upgrade because every time we upgrade things, sometimes things don't work. So I always like to wait. And that's actually, that's a bonus point number six is when your computer system has updates available, don't do it because your plugins may not work. Your interface may not work yet. Give it some time. Typically, the interface companies will send out emails or posts on their social media when they're hardware is compatible with the latest update. So look for that. Don't be like I did and keep your operating system on automatic update. Take that off right now. That's the most important thing is take that off because if it updates, then your interface may not work. It, it could, but it may not work. So that's point number six is turn off automatic updates and don't update your systems right away. So that's it. The five tips that I have for you that I've learned along the way to creating better music. So first thing, number one, KISS. Keep it super simple. Make things foundational. Build upon there. Number two, find your creative window, that period of the day where you can be most productive, most creative, and you can kind of work through all those roadblocks. Because if you're outside of that window, I know for me, if I'm trying to like start a new project at like 3 p.m., it's not going to go well. I typically will like to if I'm going to start, especially from scratch or do a mix or something for somebody, I'm going to do that thing first thing in the morning. That way I haven't got, the day hasn't got ahead of me and I can give all my creative energy there. So find your creative window. The number three, give your ears a break. Fresh ears are so powerful. They're probably the most powerful tool in your tool belt because once you can hear things for what they are, then you can make good decisions on how to make things sound the best they can. Number four, use references. Put your music up against other people's stuff. And yes, it's going to be painful, but it's going to be so helpful in the long run. And then number five, what I think is the most important thing is be a lifelong learner. Always be learning. Always try to glean from other people. Go on to YouTube, search out producers that have done big records, learn from them. They've got so much information and the best producers out there are the ones that are giving away all their information because they want to help you. And that's exactly what they do. So take advantage of that. Also, if you're interested in the Record Your Vocals Like a Pro module or our course, Logic Project for Artists and Songwriters, the entire process step-by-step, -step, click the link below, check it out. would love for you to jump in and join everyone else who's learning and loving that course. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm excited for you. And as always, if you have any questions, leave the comment below. If you're watching here on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, hit the bell icon, and I will see you next Friday at 5 a.m. Eastern. 
We want to help reach as many Christian indie artists and songwriters as possible. And one way we can do that is with your help. So if you could take a minute and leave us a review on iTunes, that would be so appreciated. This is how the iTunes algorithm will push this content out to more and more Christian indie artists and songwriters. So like I said, if you could just take a couple seconds, leave us a review, that would be so awesome. It means so much to us and we would really appreciate it.